thank you for listening to the podcasts from Life Central Church. For more information or to visit one of our locations, go to lifecentralchurch.org.uk. Saying a, a massive thank you to, to so many of you who have sent messages of, of love and support this morning. You know, my phone hasn't stopped pinging and I want to thank the person for sending that message at 11.30 last night. Thank you. I know many of you are are watching online and I'm gutted that we can't say goodbye physically in the room. And I want to give a a massive shout out here to those watching um, that are in the Rowley location. A big shout out to you. You know, it's not just an emotional um, day. It's been an an emotional week. Um, It's been a, a week of goodbyes. I said good, goodbye to my connect group in Rowley on Tuesday evening and then on Wednesday uh, we said goodbye to the, the staff team here at Life Central and there were tears. Loads of kind words were said. You know I, I didn't really think people thought that much of me. I was blown away. You know I was even thinking I might change my mind and stay. I'm not doing that. But today I am saying goodbye And it's a privilege that I get to share with you. And it's fitting that that my talk, uh, my last talk is is about hope and being carriers of hope because that's where it began for me 15 years ago as I walked into this church without any hope whatsoever. It's fair to say that my life was a mess. Uh, I was broken uh, and I'm living proof that no one is beyond hope and that Jesus can transform any situation and make all things new. You may be watching this now and you're not a follower of Jesus. You might be checking this out because life is tough for you right now. Life feels pretty hopeless. Man, you've tried everything else, but instead of feeling better, you feel worse. And on top of that, you have the pressure of Christmas, which is just around the corner. And you're watching this because this is your last attempt at something else. This message of hope is exactly for you. You know, in a world where you've only experienced bad news, I want to give you some good news. See, Jesus came to seek you out. He came because he loves you. He came because he cares about you. He knows that you're hurting and he wants to replace that hurt with his hope. Jesus wants to help you. He wants to transform you. He wants to let you know that you have a purpose and a meaning for your life. That's why he sacrificed his life. Hope has a name. And his name is Jesus. And when you call on that name, everything changes. And you can call on the name of Jesus right now in this moment. And saying, by saying and meaning these words, I repeat after me, if you need hope right now, Jesus, help me. Jesus, change me. Jesus, be with me. Hope is available instantly today. You don't have to wait till the end of my talk for that. Hope can be birthed in you in this moment. And you might be a follower of Jesus today. And and for you, life is challenging too. Then those words are exactly for you also. You know, as Christians, we're, we're not immune to the difficulties of life. The pain is just as real. 
But as we face those difficulties, we, meet, we need to remind ourselves that we never, never face them alone. Christ is with us. See, hope is seeing the light, even when we're surrounded by darkness. Hope is always here. Hope has a name, and his name is Jesus. You know, before I saw Jesus for myself, I first saw him in many of you watching online, my Life Central family. And I want to thank you for that. You helped me to find hope. You helped me to find and follow Jesus. You know, I first saw Jesus through you in the way that you welcomed me, encouraged me, supported me, and loved me. I first saw Jesus through you, and that's because you carry Jesus. You carry hope within you. And that's what I want to talk about today. See, Christmas is an amazing opportunity to show people the, the hope that we carry, the who that we carry. And this Christmas is, is going to be unlike any other we've known. And people desperately need hope more than ever. I love not only how this church is responding, but the church, the capital C, is taking the leading role uh, in bringing hope to neighbourhoods, towns, cities, communities, up and down the United Kingdom. You know, if only one person is reached through everything that's done in this season, I want you to know it's worth it. See, we have to remember that God gave his one and only son for the one that would accept him. God gave Jesus to make hope personal. Let's remind ourselves of the story where hope was made personal. It's part of the Christmas story and appears in Luke chapter 1. And we'll look at verses 28 to 33. You know, I love the book of Luke, especially in this, this time of, of year. Luke was a, a physician. He, he writes with specific details about the life of Jesus and he captures in detail the Christmas story. I want to encourage you, if you don't know where to start reading in the Bible, start in the Luke and chapter 1, because it captures this incredible Christmas story, the, the story of hope. Luke 1 verse 28, Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favoured woman, the Lord is with you. Let me pause there for a moment. You know, in this season of COVID-19 and the disrupted plans that we have for Christmas, may you know that you are favoured by God and that he is with you. You know, the situations and circumstances you go through don't change that promise. Things weren't particularly easy for Mary in the her season, but she held on to that promise. Hold on to hope. Grip it tightly and don't let go. Verse 29, confused and disturbed. Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favour with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and he'll be called the son of the most high. The Lord will give him the throne of his ancestor, David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. 
And they are great words of hope right there. His kingdom will never end. And this is what I want you to know uh, from the text. You see, Mary is chosen by God to carry and give birth to the Messiah, the promised one, the anointed one, the son of God, the hope of all the world. And I hope you're getting it's kind of a big deal. And after this, she runs to her, her, her Elizabeth, her relative, who's also pregnant with John the Baptist, the one who pointed people to Jesus. And Andy looked at that last week and, and did a great job. But I want to focus on one aspect of that encounter that changes everything. The greeting, the greeting between Mary and Elizabeth. You see, as soon as Mary greets Elizabeth, her baby leaps with joy in her womb. And Luke, the writer, is, is capturing the detail here. He's letting us know that that leap is pretty significant. It's a double backward somersault with a faultless landing. Ta-da! Then Elizabeth is filled with the Holy Spirit. And here's the thing. Elizabeth responded with joy when Mary came in the room at the news she was carrying Christ. The baby leaps for joy also. Why? Well, because Mary was carrying Christ. Mary was carrying good news. Mary was carrying hope. And my question for you today is, and including myself in this, how do people respond when you walk into a room? When you walk into your workplace, your school, your college, even your supermarket and your home, how do people respond when you walk into a room? Here's the reality. Mary was carrying Christ. She was carrying good news. She was carrying hope. And if you're a Christian, I want to speak to you for a minute. You see, every single one of us as Christians Guess what? We carry Christ too. We carry good news too. We carry hope too. We are carried by hope and we are carriers of hope. So what this means is that there is power in your presence. See, when you enter a room, there is power in your presence. When you go into your school, your colleges, your workplaces, when you go into a dysfunctional or what seems like a hopeless setting, there is power in your presence because you are carrying the Messiah. You are carrying Christ, the hope of glory. You are carrying hope within you to a broken and hopeless world. And because of who's in you, you can change the atmosphere around you. You get to respond to hopelessness around you. You get to carry Christ, to carry good news, to carry hope in every situation if you're a Christ follower. And I love what it says in Galatians 2 and verse 20. It says this, my old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. Wow, no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And because Christ lives in me, I have the power to change the atmosphere and bring hope to those around me. Hope is seeing the light even when we're surrounded by darkness. 
We get to carry the hope into situations where there is darkness, depression, anxiety, chaos, dysfunction, and hopelessness. And as carriers of hope, we live by faith and not fear. We live in peace and not panic. And we always get to respond different. And people need to see our response. You see, I think they're desperate for our response. And what is that response? Well, as carriers of hope, our response is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Man, that's needed in this season, isn't it? You see, when people see us re- respond like that, I, feel that I, I think we'll see a greater response to people finding hope for themselves. And I don't know about you, but that's what gets me out of bed in the morning. I want to see broken lives made new. I want to see people live with hope instead of hopelessness. I want our communities to thrive. I want to see hunger and poverty eradicated. I want to see all people come to know Jesus because of knowing him myself. You might say, I'm a dreamer, but I'm surely not the only one. And that's my parting gift to Andy Hancock right there. Even if I never see it happen though, I'm never going to stop hoping for it to happen. See, I passionately believe that Jesus is the hope of the world. And I'll come back to that statement in a moment. I passionately believe that Jesus, because Jesus, I passionately believe that because it resounds in me. And that's because I have Christ in me, the hope of glory. I want to give you three things here that will help us to continue to carry hope to those uh, around us. And the first one is this, purpose. You know, as we carry hope, we have to know our purpose. See, for me, our purpose is explained this way. Transformed lives transform lives. You see, we get to be a part of someone else's transformation because of the hope we've found and because of the hope we carry. We are carried by hope and we are carriers of hope. Our purpose is to be carriers of hope. We have been called to carry Christ to the nations, to carry hope to the hopeless. And you don't have to look far to see that there's hopelessness all around you know, in fact, Matthew 28 and verses 28 to 18, sorry, to 20 say this, and they're not going to come up on screen. This is my paraphrase. It says this, Jesus came and told his disciples, you know, today we're his disciples. That's you and me if you're a Christ follower. And he goes on to say, I've been given all authority in heaven and earth. Therefore, go. Go into your workplace, go into your schools, your colleges, go to your teachers, go to your families, go. And as you're going through life, here's what I want you to do. Make disciples of all nations. That's all ethnic groups. That's all people. That's what the word nation means. And baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, 
Notice these words. I am always with you because I am in you. Even to the end of the age, even when life gets tough, even when it's dark, I am with you. See, our purpose is to go, to carry Jesus, to carry good news, to carry hope. And as we carry hope, never forget the purpose for it. Number two is present. And that's not a gift, that's being present with people. You know, as we carry hope, we have to be authentically um, present with people. You see, people are, are not projects and they will quickly notice if they're being treated like one. Loving uh, people is the prerequisite to carrying hope to people. See, hope isn't a quick fix. It's a journey of discovery. And you may have to be Jesus to that person for a while until they find Jesus for themselves. And I love that in this church, we passionately care about helping people to find and follow Jesus. I love how we journey with people and how we have an army of volunteers who give so much of their time to support and to carry hope to others. I love that 15,000 homes will receive a message of hope this Christmas time. I love that a great number of families will receive a substantial amount of food over the Christmas period where they'd have normally struggled. I love that toys have been donated to some of the poorest children so that they'll have something under their Christmas tree on Christmas day to open. I want you to know that if you've played a, a part in any of that, you've carried hope into people's season. And I also want you to know that as Christmas, I want you to know that as Christians, sorry, we, whenever you carry hope and, and meet a need for someone, whether it's physical, practical need or, or a material need, a gift or donation, whether it's physical or material, it's always spiritual. What do I mean by that? Well, the art of carrying hope and doing what we do, it gives people a window into what we do and who we are. You know, that window can lead them to a door. And when they open the door, man, that leads them to finding hope. See, we have a massive opportunity as a, as a, a corporate church to, to reach people this Christmas. But I want to encourage you to not forget about your individual one your personal reach. You see, you might be the only person that will reach a specific individual this Christmas time. And God cares as much for the one as he does for the many. You know, the story of the lost sheep and the farmer who left the, the 99 to go after the one reminds us of that. So who are you carrying hope to personally in this season? Who are you extending a hand of hope to? Ha, huh. and I hope I get through this without being emotional. I had a telephone call on, on Monday and we were both in tears as we reminisced about, about this story. You know, when I first came to this church 15 years ago, I moved here from a, a different area because of the mess I was in. You know, I didn't know many people in the church at the time and things were extremely difficult for me. And I used to come and sit um, at the uh, end of a row at the back of the church in the, in the next building, in our old building, Zion Christian Centre, it was called then. And I did that so I could make a, a quick exit once the service had finished. And every Sunday, while I was going through my really difficult time, I remember Brian MacDonald, the, the head of the, 
<laughs> the hosting team, the legend that is Mac, who, who used to count um, the people in the congregation um, once the preachers started and everyone was sitting down. Every Sunday as I was sat on the end of the row and, and he walked past as he was counting, he extended his hand and he put it on my shoulder. You know, in that moment, it was like God himself was doing that to me. And he was reassuring me that everything was gonna be okay. You see, you never know how carrying hope and extending out your hand will help people. Guys, I want you to know that hope is more than words. You have to be present. And the third one is presence. And this is massive because Christ is in you. His presence always goes with you. God never withholds or withdraws his presence from us. And that's massive because you then can respond to according to who's in you, to any situation you will ever face. And you know this, and know this, we will never face a situation alone because his presence is within us. We need to become more aware of that, of always having his presence. We need to choose his presence. You see, God wants us to be more aware of that too. Colossians 1 and verse 27 says this, for God wanted them to know that the riches and the glory of Christ are for you Gentiles too. And this is the secret. Christ lives in you. Wow, Christ lives in you. This verse is huge because it was once believed that spiritual perfection was a secret and hidden plan that only a few privileged people could discover. And it would never have been available to the Gentiles. But because, Christ, uh, but because of Christ, it was made open to all. God's secret plan is Christ lives in you, which is the hope of glory. God planned to have his son, Jesus Christ, live in the hearts of all who believe in him. Man, that's incredible. We are carried by hope and we are carriers of hope. It's Christ in you and Christ through you. And because of that, we get to carry Christ, to carry good news, to carry hope to everyone we come into contact with. I do have a fourth, but the, the fourth is not going to come up on screen. And we're going to unpack that a little bit more in our online community tomorrow night at 8 p.m. on Facebook Live. And I want to encourage you to join myself and Leon there for that. But I'll mention it now because it is important if you can't join us. The fourth is, man, protect, protect. To be carriers of hope, you have to protect the hope that you have See, this is your responsibility. In a world where there is so much negativity and uncertainty, we have to stay hope-centered. And I'm not talking about wishful thinking here or positivity. I'm talking about living counter-cultural. You see, we have a hope that is certain. The Bible says we have a living hope. 1 Peter 1 verses 3 to 4 say this, Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And then notice these words. And into 
an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you. You see, there may be moments in life where you're not sure how it's gonna pan out, but we have a a hope that we can carry to people that we can be certain of and protect your hope at all costs. If your hope is waning, don't look to the news or, or jump on social media. Rush to your Bible, protect your hope. You know, Leon encouraged us at the start of the first lockdown and this pandemic to start and end our day, not with the news, but with our Bibles. Man, and it made a difference. Social media is a great tool, but it can also be a a great enemy. You know, I've restricted my time on on social media now to just 10 minutes a day, and I have a a Sabbath. So just one hour uh, a week. And I'm already seeing the the benefit of that. I I think I'm more full of hope. (laughs) Protect your hope at all costs. Spend more time with people that push you closer to God and don't bring you down. Spend time with people that remain hope-centered. And that's why connect groups, guys, are so important. And And if you're not in one, I would encourage you to join one. I want to finish with this. And this is what God says about his son in Matthew 12. Look at my servant. He's talking about his son, Jesus, whom I have chosen. I will put my spirit upon him and he will proclaim justice to the nations. And then verse 21, notice this. And his name, the name above every other name, The name of Jesus will be the hope of the world. Guys, hope is here. Hope has a name and his name is Jesus. Do you know Jesus? Are you aware of his presence? He is not hidden if you come to him. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for the gift of Jesus. Thank you for your presence that is always with us because you are within us. Thank you for the hope that we carry. Father, I wanna pray for those that may feel or be in a hopeless situation at the moment. Father, I pray that they would call on the name of Jesus and hope would be birthed in them. Thank you for the promise that you are not hidden when we come to you. And I pray that in the build up to Christmas, that your story of hope would refresh us all again. May we get lost in the awe and wonder of who you are. And I ask this in the name above every, every other name, the name that is the hope of all the world, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Guys, you are carriers of hope to a world that desperately needs it. Man, know, know, <laughs> know your purpose. Be present. Know the presence you have within you and protect it at all costs. You know, finally, I just want to say a few things here before we finish and sing an incredible song. Life Central Church, 
never lose your hope. Do all that you can to protect your hope and continue at all costs to be carriers of hope, to help people find and follow Jesus. You know, it has been an incredible privilege to serve with you and be on staff here at Life Central Church. I have learned and grown so much because of the love, the grace, the encouragement that you've shown to me and extended to my family. You know, this church will always be a part of who we are because it's shaped who we are. And we are thankful to God for that. You know, be assured that we will always be praying for you and championing you on. And then to the Rowley location. Man, it's been an incredible privilege to see what God has done in a, in a short space of time. People come to faith, have been baptised, and I know it's just the beginning for what God has planned for you there. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for trusting us. We're going to miss you all dearly. And then I particularly want to thank Leon here, my mentor, my pastor and my friend. Your words were the first words I heard as I walked in off the street 15 years ago and they literally saved my life. They gave me hope. I want to thank you, Leon, for carrying Christ, for carrying good news, for carrying hope so passionately in everything you do and especially to the lost. Thank you for giving me an, an opportunity and investing in me so much. You know, I feel confident in my calling and for the next steps God has for us as a, a family in Wolverhampton because of your leadership. Now, before I break down, let's sing this incredible song of hope. Man, graze into gardens where God turns hopelessness into hope. And then and know that there is nothing better for that than you. Thank you for that God turns our mourning into dancing. Thank you that he gives us beauty for ashes. Let's sing and declare this incredible song. Let's sing.